Welcome to What's Poppin'. This week, we're jumping off the message from last Sunday where Pastor Zelt was teaching and preaching on Mark chapter 2 from a relatively familiar section of scripture, and that is uh, the part where a paralytic man is lowered down through the roof of the house by some friends of his, and Jesus sees him and then says his sins are forgiven, and then to prove that he has the authority to forgive sins on earth, he tells the man to get up, take his mat, and walk away. And because Jesus has the authority to forgive sins on earth, the man gets up, takes his mat, and walks away. Now, the first thing that I ruminated on or sort of chewed on a little bit from this message in that section of scripture were the people who brought the man to Jesus. Think about this for a second. They heard about Jesus somewhere. Maybe even some of them had seen Jesus do some miraculous things where he had healed people or driven out demons or heard him teach. And so when they heard that Jesus was at this house, they took a friend of theirs who was a paralyzed person, right, uh, to Jesus, knowing that Jesus could do something, knowing that even though they weren't sure who Jesus was yet, they knew he was from God and he had power to heal, to cast out demons and to teach with authority. And so they gather up their friend who can't get there on his on his own at all and bring him to the house, only to find that the house is so crowded that they can't even get near the door. Now, if I was one of this group, I'd be like, well, let's just wait outside and see what happens. He's got to come out eventually. Or maybe we should just go back and wait for him to tour the country again. Or or maybe we'll just, we'll just hold back. Maybe the crowd will lessen and we'll get in later. That's not what the people do. Instead, they go to the roof. And then we saw that video that Pastor Zelt showed about the layers of the roof, right? How it's different layers of stick and mud and press down and stuff like that. They don't just wait up there. They go up and they start digging through someone else's roof. Think about that. Like they're, they're destroying someone else's property because they are so sure that if they get their friend in front of Jesus, Jesus can do something miraculous and that he actually will do something miraculous, that he will heal their friend. And so they dig through the roof and as the the mud and the dirt and the wood starts to fall on people in the house. And this man appears from a hole above them and is lowered down. Jesus says to the man, your sins are forgiven because he saw the faith of the people. This was convicting for me because the friends of the man didn't wait for an opportunity. They had urgency and made an opportunity to make sure that their friend could meet Jesus. I'm not good at that. I wait for opportunities. But sometimes I need to make opportunities to make sure that a friend of mine or family member of mine who doesn't know Jesus, who needs Jesus to do miraculous things in that person's life, I can't always wait for the opportunity. Sometimes I need to make the opportunity. Now, I'm not going to say that you all have to go do that too, but I'm saying that was my reflection uh, from that section of scripture, that, that my faith in Jesus should drive me to make opportunities for others to come and meet him, to know who he is so that he can do miraculous things in their lives. The other thing that popped out to me came later on had to do with the authority of Jesus to forgive sins on earth. I get to teach kids at Prince of Peace in the school and at the church on a regular basis. It's a fun thing for me. And they often have questions like, and adults sometimes ask these questions too, is why did Jesus have to die? How does Jesus dying give us forgiveness of sins? Or how does it bring us salvation or redemption or, or, or questions along those lines? And there are some clues for us in scripture, but they, they kind of go back and forth as, as to exactly why Jesus' death is what we need. 
right? We, we get the idea of payment for sins. We get the idea that uh, he's the perfect sacrifice for sins. And there's language all around that, which is helpful to learn and to understand more about why he came, what he did for us. But we're never told exactly why. Like, why does Jesus dying give us forgiveness? Why does it give us salvation? Why does it give us redemption? And so that section in Mark where it talks about he has the authority to forgive sins on earth reminded me of a section later in Mark, which is in Mark chapter 10, where the disciples are arguing over who's the greatest. And at the end of it, Jesus says they are to be uh, servants of all if they want to be first, right? If they want to be first, you have to be last, be a slave to all. Just like he is who came not only to serve, but to give his life as a ransom for many. And so there you go. That's it. Jesus says that he can give his life for the ransom of many. Like he gives his life in exchange for ours. So his authority on earth to forgive sins is connected to that. We don't have to look much further than that and have to understand it. All we have to know is that Jesus is the one who has authority to forgive sins and that his death is how we get that, that ransom for our, for our lives, for our souls, our forgiveness, our redemption, our salvation. And we can trust in that because he is the son of God who was purposed for this before everything was even created. So that's what I got this week. Just a couple of nuggets for y'all to chew on. Hope uh, they make you think a little more about the scripture from last Sunday. Also, just a couple things you should note. LEST is going on. That's that's Lutheran Elementary School Tournament, which is happening up north. We have a bunch of kids from the school and staff and parents and, and teachers up there right now. They're going to be there through Saturday. And then uh, on Sunday after worship, I head down to Phoenix to hang out with some friends before some of the executive staff from Prince of Peace is going to meet me down there for a conference called Best Practices for Ministry. And so we'll be at that conference from Wednesday through Saturday next week. And so lots of lots of good stuff going on, but it's a busy season for us as we open up Lent. And so keep us in your prayers for those things and hope to see you all soon. <laughs>